Today on Rolling with New York Mike. Here we are saying, well, what's the Republicans going to do? I'll tell you what they're doing. They're rethinking the GOP. Rethinking the GOP. That's exactly what they're doing. And go to Rethink GOP. Look it up on your Google. Rethink GOP. Welcome to Rolling with the most patriotic man I know, my husband. And now his podcast, Rolling with New York Mike. Get on the ride. Okay, you're listening to Rolling with New York Mike, and thank you. So, I've been late. I've been, <laughs> it, it, I've been so crazy and busy with everything we're trying to get done. It takes so much longer to put anything together in this crazy world we're living in. People say, Mike, you're obsessed with politics. Well, yeah. Why, why isn't everybody, why isn't everybody really aware not only of what's going on but how much it affects everything that we do in life people just go on their merry way and god i love you all it's great i yeah come on most of the time it's really cool but we're in dangerous times yeah i know we're always in dangerous times world war ii we're in dangerous times well if you think back to world war ii what were what were the people doing were they not obsessed with being in world war ii where you couldn't get anything you couldn't get gas they, I mean, they, they didn't make cars. They didn't, everything was made for the war effort. It was butter or guns. You didn't have both. You could have one or either, or, or you know, that was it. So the full and total you know, focus of American economy was on the war. The American culture was about the war. Everything. That's politics. Because we allowed the politics to drag us into a war we were not prepared for. Let's not do this again. And I, listen, World War II was obviously Eisenhower came out of World War II was the great general that led D-Day. But when Eisenhower left office, remember his words, beware of the military industrial complex. Here's a great general, one of the, you know, one of the greatest. I mean, we can argue, you know, <laughs> let's not get into that. I loved Eisenhower, and and I mean I was a little baby when he was born, when he was when he was running for president, and I still remember the presidency. I like Ike, all the buttons all over the place. But when he left office, and by the way, he he brought a truce, not a not, not a not a completion, but he, he put a stop to the to the fighting in the Korean War in 1953. He said, "That's it. That's enough. Let's stop." It, it, it wasn't an armistice. It wasn't the end of the war. It was the end of fighting. And it's held for all these years. Now, I'm not saying, you know, oh, yeah, you want to go back and, you know, re review that, that she would have won the war, united, you know, South and North Korea. Come on. He did what he did because he saw where this was going. And he, the words that he used, beware the military industrial complex. That <laughs> people talk about conspiracy theory. How about beware the military industrial conspiracy? You know, how many billions, billions and billions of dollars and how many millionaires were made? Here are all these people protesting World War Two before not protesting. Although I'm talking about the people that were lobbying the wealthiest in this country, not just the Kennedys, but all these wealthy people meeting and lobbying to go in on the side of Germany. 
Yeah, that's what they were doing. Said so Germany's going to take over all Europe. Let's stay with them. Europe is is a mess. Germany's got the right ideas. Now they weren't talking about the Hitler, the concentration camps, the killing of Jews. It was that, that was. They weren't talking about that because the media wasn't reporting about that. The New York Times knew all about that. Yeah, they did. That's what reporters do. They go in these places around the world. Today in Ukraine, today in Russia, today in China, today in, in you know, all the places. that they, and, and, and information comes out, but they print what they want. They expose what they want. They keep secret what they want. They're doing the same thing today. The New York Times knew, and I use the Times because they're the Times. And they knew all about, and they were owned by Jews. Yeah. World War II, 1930s. Did they report about concentration camps, about trainloads of Jews being, so did you, the Crystal Night and all the, everything that was owned by a Jew being broken, destroyed, closed down? Yeah, did, did, did they? No. America didn't know all about that, but they did. Yeah. That's politics. The politicians know. The people in those glass houses that we refuse to throw stones at, they know all about it because they're sitting there on the top looking out. But you can't look in. Why? Because you don't want to. But you've got to. Politics affects each and everything you do. And they're, all, they're hypocrites. I'm not here raving about Republicans or ranting about Democrats. It's politics. And, and we need truth from our politicians and we need truth from this media and we are not getting it and if you want to say well that's pretty dysfunctional way of looking at it okay you want to say they're giving you their truth the democrats truth is communism and the global warming the the globalism there should be one un they're giving un more power every democrat administration everyone gives the un more and more power and authority. Is that helping us? Yeah, so the UN, they, they've condemned Israel in an apartheid nation. That's what they say. I mean, it's ridiculous. Now they, they call Putin a criminal, a national, international criminal, guilty of what? Well, it doesn't matter. The PR against Putin doesn't bother him. They're not sending anybody to arrest him. But the PR against Israel? Yeah, that hurts. Because boycotts and, 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 and things like that spread and hurt a nation. Why are we allowed that to happen? By the way, peace in the Middle East. People used to say that will never happen. Yeah, you think about that. We'll get back to it. I want, I want to talk about politics because I always talk about politics. Because I know this is rolling with New York, Mike. And when I ride my motorcycle, I, I pass through different states, different laws. I'm affected by every law passed. That's why I belong to the MRS, the Motorcycle Riding Foundation. And I know the work that they do for us motorcycles and the stuff I get in my emails and how much I appreciate that. When I was state director of Abeta, California, and all these organizations like Abate, these are important, critical organizations. And everybody belongs to them, all those bikers out there that go to these meetings and ride up to the state capitals and lobby and do things. They're doing things for all of us. That's about freedom. And there's, a, you know, Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, it doesn't matter. Everybody's focused on those laws that affect us 
as motorcyclists. Motorcycle riders and business owners in the industry, you know, it affects us all. And I was always upset when I was a dealer at how many dealers thought that we were being disruptive, that what we were doing may have been counter and counterproductive in like we're fighting against helmet laws. Oh, that's ridiculous. Well, why is it ridiculous? 19 states in this country right now have motorcycle helmet laws for adults and 31 don't. Do you think the people are trying to say something? Because even those 19 states, states like California, we don't want them. We work hard to get rid of them. The people don't want them, but the politicians do. And the politicians who gain control. And those people that somehow raise the money, raise the funds, have the time to do that. I mean, God bless them on both sides in so many ways. Because someone's got to do it. But why does it always get there? And I guess I just answer my own question. They get there. They have their own personal agendas. I have mine. They have theirs. And those people on the left that get there, they worked hard, spent a lot of their money, did a lot of things. I'm not saying most of them aren't lawyers. <laughs> they are. And that's a horrible thing. But they get to make the rules. That's what happens. And those rules are good for lawyers. That's what they do. So their first priority is lawyers. My first priority, yeah, I guess motorcycles are up there for sure. Military is my first priority, making sure that this country is not just safe, but safe and thriving. Number one, the number one world power. That that's important, and I think people lose sight of it. They get there and they want to, you know, rainmakers. That's the lawyers that bring in the business, make the money. So they make the rules. And they make those rules that enable their industry, which it's, don't let them tell you it's a profession. That's bullshit. That's an industry, baby. It's all about the money. That's it. Those two lawyers talking to each other, representing you and your worst enemy. <laughs> yeah, one's repping you and one's repping the, the, your worst enemy and their best friends. That's always the way it is. And all they're doing is making each other money. One of you is going to win and one of you is going to lose. But both of them are going to come out on top. That's just the way it is. Yeah, if you don't, <laughs> you don't want to believe that, you don't want to look at it, you don't want to know. Yeah, close the, close the door, shut the light. <laughs> Sit in your closet. That's just the way it is. And, I, and that's the way it's got to be. I, it's not going to change. But there are some things that have, have got to change about it. Yeah, so I don't want to get off on a lawyer tangent, but I will say the first things I do is say they can't advertise. No more signs lying in the roads about lawyers. Bring back Bardol. <laughs> what, was the, what was the shaving cream used to be all over the roads, all the billboards? Yeah, get rid of the lawyer. <laughs> the lawyer billboards. Every other every other commercial on TV is about misophilia or something. <laughs> get it off. Get it off there. We don't want it. Anyway, I, I, I really wanted to talk about things like Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee was a disaster. Six innocent people, three of them children, nine-year-olds, three people that worked. I mean, they, 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 were, they, were hero. they were all heroes in some way, shape, or form. They pick out one or two or three. But they were all heroes. The cops, they, they did an amazing job. But they don't want to show us this. This woman's 28-year-old woman still living at home, trans something, transgender, trans, 
trans, slimy, scumbag, miserable, killing, murdering. I, I mean, wh what kind of people are these? And they, she wrote a manifesto. And shouldn't we see it? Shouldn't we know who's out there doing this? Well, it's all about politics, isn't it? It comes back to that, doesn't it? I know people don't want to acknowledge it. They just, Mike, it's not always politics. It always, it's always politics. That's the definition of politics. Not going to vote, but it's about politics. It's about what you're pushing for, what kind of country you want, what's important to you that goes to the front of the line. That's politics. And here's somebody that thought that her being a, a trans gender something or other was the most important thing in the world and worth, worth killing people about. Their own private little war. War. The most horrible thing, the worst condition of humankind. War. That's what you do. You kill people. Well, you destroy them. That's what she did. Kill people, destroy the lives of so many other people. That's what she did. And and so so there, there, be, there became, because of this focus on transgender people committing horrible crimes or whatever. So the trans community goes up and steps up and has riots in the state capitol, the capital of Tennessee. They go and riot in the capitol, inside the state capitol. And who leads the riots? Three state representatives lead the riots with bullhorns in the capitol. And the Democrats, you know, this, this is their agenda. This is what they, they that's what their political positions are. Transgender people, whatever, gay, and I don't want to not gay people. I don't want to, why, why are you pushing me into this, like, them or us? We're all Americans, we're all here. I don't, if, if somebody wants to transgender themselves, I'm not going to say you can't do it. I'm going to say if you're a child, the parents come up with something. But don't tell me that some school can say that they're going to transgender a kid. Even calling a boy a girl in school. I think my, if that happened to me, my father would have went up there and punched somebody out. No doubt in my mind. And, and believe me, he was a straight on Democrat. He was a guy that listened to the rules of the law. You don't lie. He came out of World War II and believed in this country and everything it said at that time and believed that the Democrat Party, you know, his FDR, and he, he didn't, they, nobody saw any deeper than what was on the surface and told to them by people like the New York Times. That was it. Yeah. Did, did he swallow all the Kool-Aid? Yeah, absolutely. But everybody did. Most Americans did. They didn't know that, that slavery was brought to you by the Democrats, the, the so-called Jim Crow laws, <laughs> Democrats. They didn't see it that way because they weren't told. That's all. So he bought the whole ball of wax. That was what, that's what it was. And, and now with us, we're, we're dividing... We're dividing each other into little different components of Americans. Genders, transgenders, and I don't care. But I do care about you saying it's okay. You send your children to school and you make an assumption that they're learning, reading, writing, arithmetic.
real history. Yeah, slavery. slavery. This country wasn't founded on slavery. But slavery definitely existed. You want to teach a whole ball of wax? Go back to the slave trades. Back thousands of years ago and continuing. The Jews were slaves in Egypt. All the, 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 the slave trade in the Arab countries. You know, they, they were, white people were slaves in the Arab countries. People were slaves and still are today. They call it trafficking. It's slavery. It is. And it's going on around the world. And when they came here, it was, it was a horrible thing. When I went to school at the University of South Carolina, we learned that the, it was an economic disaster. Okay, I'm not going to argue with here and now. There's no reason for me to do that. Except to say that the, the act of homosexuality, or if an adult wants to change their gender, if they think that's possible, science says no. Oh, wait, unless you're a Democrat. I'm sorry. But it's still to me, you can't change. You could call yourself a boy if you're a girl, and you could wear boys' clothing and make believe and act and all that. Okay, so they feel differently. And so they go up, and in some way, they're going to do something that supports, in my opinion, 100% supports that piece of garbage person that went into that Covenant school and killed six people. They're in there. Supporting it. That's what they're doing. Plain and simple. Call a spade a spade. That's what they were doing. So they go in there and they're doing that. And the three state reps leading it with bullhorns and yelling and inciting more rioting. The state got together, led by Republicans. Mostly Republicans are dominate their state house, just like Democrats dominate the California State House. And they decided that what those three reps did was despicable and they were going to vote to expel them, which they did. And they expelled two out of the three. And I think they said because the, those two were on the bullhorns and the third wasn't. And you would think the world came to a halt. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The Dems calling foul, and that's <laughs> that's being kind to the way they reacted. Not criminals, it's a, but but they're not calling them. All they're saying is, yeah, yeah. The, the Dems are saying it's foul, it's wrong. Even though we're not calling them criminal, we're not arresting them, not charging them. Well, they're, they're saying, hey, we're expelling you from the government because it's like you disrespected this place. You just trampled on the rules. It was really bad. But what they did, what did they do with the Capitol on January 6th? People went in there, they were out and they expressed their outrage at what was going on. They felt, and I felt and feel, that an election was stolen. They weren't trying to take over the government, bring down the government. They were just demonstrating their absolute outrage at something, which is exactly what they did. In, in, in Tennessee. That's exactly what they did. But instead of saying, you're going to go to jail without a trial, no due process, that's what they did to the January 6th protesters, okay? But the Democrats we just said those th three people was voted on, and two of them 
were voted to be expelled. But before they were expelled, they were just, the vote hadn't taken place. The Democrats are going crazy. Okay? This is not sending people to prison, accusing them of treason, of, of being terrorists. No. They said, you misbehaved as a state legislature, and you totally violated all the rules. Not just of the quorum, but all the rules you violated. It was horrible. You're going to be expelled. The Democrats went nuts all over the country. Yeah, I mean, my God, you would think that we were throwing people in jail and accusing them of crimes. No, that's what they did to the J6 defendants. And (laughs) you're telling me that people that went into a Capitol actually were invited in? Look at the films. Oh, yeah, I know. The, 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 the so-called January 6th committee that met 10 times never showed you those films of the defendants being invited in and, and shown around the Capitol by the Capitol Police. No, they never, they never showed you that. But that's what happened. We had, we had to see it on Tucker Carlson a day and the second day they took it down. Yeah, they said to Tucker, hey, no more of that. Why? Because we got a glimpse of the truth. Okay. But the January defendants, January 6th defendants, have had no chance to defend themselves or dispute the, the, the hand-picked and edited videos that the Democrat used, and now their lives are ruined in ways way beyond expulsion, okay? Way beyond expulsion. Oh, you lost your job? I'm sorry. Oh, but no jail time, no hiring lawyers for more money than you'll make in the next 15, 20 years of your life. I, I mean, your your family's going through hell. You, I mean, you're losing homes, losing, I mean, everything. How many, no, you're not getting any of that. Yeah, yeah no due process, no exculpatory evidence shown in in any of those January 6th trials, trials, what what trials? There, there were those, this is, this is horrible. This is absolutely horrible what's going on in this country in dividing us in this way. The weaponizing of governments by the left wing in this country. And it's going to affect you. It affects you right now. Everything that's going on affects you and I right now. You know, on a lighter note, <laughs> I was just listening to the talk about electric vehicles because it's so out there. It's so out there. They are doing every, even in the face of what the war against fossil fuels is costing America. It's, it's costing, I mean, look, if you're not even aware of that, maybe I, maybe there's no way you're going to understand why I'm talking about this. But if you're aware of it, and how could you not be aware? And if you're not aware of it, make yourself aware of it. Get familiar, especially you on the left. Become aware of how much our war on fossil fuels, the price of gasoline is affecting you in your pocketbook. It's affecting you more in turning our whole economic system upside down. Inflation. Yeah, the war in Ukraine. Come on, will you? It's the energy policies of this country. It's going from being energy independent with cheap, yes, I say cheap gasoline, to very expensive gasoline and energy dependence 
on other countries, including Saudi Arabia. First you become dependent on it, then you make them an enemy. Are you kidding me? I know the Saudi Arabians aren't the nicest people in the world. With <laughs> I don't want to sit here and, and criticize ethics, principles, and morals. Who are we talking about that? <laughs> yeah, who are we talking about that? Oh, yeah, they killed Shishogi. Who do we kill? Who do we assassinate? Let's start off with all the Clinton enemies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, accusation. Yes, I know. Hard, hard facts and proofs are dead people. Dead bodies are dead bodies. The only difference is who you accuse. We accuse the Saudi prince. He denied it. Some of us accuse the Clintons. They denied it. And you know, what do you got? I mean, I can sit here and, and try to give you proof and evidence of everything that I think the Clintons did. And so the Clintons and the Democrats and the left and a lot of people on the right will show you, well, is there real proof and evidence that the Saudi prince killed Khashoggi? I don't know. Is, it, is, it, is, that, is that worth becoming totally dependent on them for our, for our oil and gas and then creating an enemy out of somebody that yeah, maybe wasn't the best friend you ever had. Maybe it wasn't, but it was, it was a, uh, a, a friendship of convenience, would you say? Hi, good morning. Hey, hey, how you doing, man? Okay, okay, good. All right, hope all's well. See you later. Bye. That's it. That's as far as that friendship went. But it was important. <laughs> they turned it into a, hi, how you doing? What do you care how we're doing? We're going to do it with the Chinese now. Yeah, you don't like it? <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> yeah, and they're making us make peace with the Iranians. And you, yeah, we no, no, we didn't want to. <laughs> we're not going to deal with you. By the way, we're going to produce a lot less gasoline. Yeah, the price might go up. Sorry, baby. See ya. Yeah, good morning. Have a nice day. <laughs> that's, that's what we created. <laughs> you think that's a good thing? But hey, I'm off on a tangent again. But we're, we're talking about electric cars and vehicles. So instead of being dependent on gasoline made right here in America, found in, you know, <laughs> all the different, this basin, that basin, brought to you through, you know, pipelines, which are, a lot less, you know, dangerous. The exposure of something happening in the pipeline is much less than something happening with trucks and trains. And so it's, 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 but we stopped it. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We stopped it. First Keystone Pipeline, boom, halt, done. Okay. Yeah. Forget about how many jobs are lost and blah, blah, blah. We stopped it. So now, now, we're going to start going to electric vehicles. We were totally dependent on. Da, 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 let's hear the drum roll. Yeah, China. Right, because those chemicals, lithium batteries, they're not made here, they're made in China. And, by the way, just by the way, I mean, even if you could make the amount of cars that America wants to make here, electric cars, electric cars, electric cars. I said it again and again. It, it, it takes half the manpower to make an electric vehicle than an ordinary combustion engine vehicle. Half the manpower. That means the unions are going to lose half their members. Oh, no, they won't. They'll keep the same amount. Remember feather bedding? Yeah. Feather bedding started in... Uh, maybe I'm wrong. 
Maybe it had something to do with birds. <laughs> it's called feather bedding. And, and so there were elevator operators. I grew up in New York City. You go to a department, so there's an elevator operator. Guy had a little round crank, set the floor, you know, what floor you want, and he'd put it in, but the elevator operators. I guess when they first invented elevators, Mr. Otis was an elevator operator. <laughs> and, and so when elevators became so technically advanced, all you had to do was push a button. You didn't need a person to operate it to get you to the floor. Yeah, you you don't remember that, huh? <laughs> well, I'm old enough to remember. But but, but that's, that's what they did. That's what they had. And so they got rid of the need for the elevator operator. But the unions had a person in the elevator that pushed the buttons for you. They kept that, oh, for years, maybe decades. I still remember going in an elevator that didn't have that little round crank and had a person standing there. And I don't remember when, in the, in the beginning, I remember they, were in a, they had a uniform on. Yeah, like a Batman, you know, uniform. It was like, whoa. So, <laughs> but then they, they didn't even have the facade of a uniform. It was just a paying job that the unions made. So that's feather bedding. Keeping the person in the job and the job is no longer needed. So they negotiate with the unions. Look, you got 200,000 members and 30,000 of them are going to be laid off because we no longer lead that. Well, you know what? You can only lay off 10,000 of them. This is what we want. That's what the unions do. I'm not saying it's all wrong, you know, but (laughs) it's certainly not right. (laughs) I don't think so. Anyway, what is going to happen when we have all these electric cars that only use half the labor? It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Will the labor, will the cars, the prices will go up, not down. And where are we getting the batteries and, and the chemicals that you need to make the, where are you getting China. Are you kidding? Why would you put yourself in that position? Yeah, someday. Give us 10, 15, 20 years. Give us the time. The world's not going away. And electricity is dirty. And it takes gasoline. It, it, it takes all the stuff that comes out of the ground that you call fossil fuel to make electric cars as well. And so, and the other chemical, yes, the mining. Now, the mining that goes here, the union miners... <laughs> are pretty well paid, taken care of. Not that mining is ever going to be a clean way of living, but it's better here than there. What's it like in China? Slave labor. That's exactly what it is. It's not slaves. They pay them. Well, they pay them. A dime an hour, 25 cents? Not a dollar. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Dollar a week. Whatever. It, it's a horrible life that you, you are helping perpetuate by saying that it's okay to do that. It's okay if you own an electric car. It's not a problem. I own an electric car. Stupidest thing I ever did was buy an electric car. Well, I did it. Okay, sometimes you do stupid things. With my eyes wide open. Not making an excuse. Oh, I thought it would be bad. No. I kind of said, eh, I'm going to do it. I'm kind of pissed off. Gasly's, oh, you know, it's a, it's a good deal. I'm going I'm to do it. Oh, I did it. And when I, and I and I knew, I said, I know I'm going to have the, the charging things going to be an issue. I know it, but let's figure this out. I want to figure it out. I want to be, I, I, I can talk about it because I'm living the life. I'm, I'm right there. I can tell you all about it. I will.
It's just, it's horrible. Well, it's not horrible. That's not called horrible. <laughs> that's, that's an exaggeration. But here they are pushing this on us as if it's such a good thing. And I'm telling you, it's not. It's, it's really not. You're not going to save that much money even today on electric versus gas. You're going to have to either charge it in your house, which if you drive more than 50 or 60 miles a day, you cannot charge it within that six-hour time frame where they give you a decent rate. And when you go out of that rate and you go over, you go right from 6 a.m. into prime time. And that's a high rate. And it's going to show up at the end of the month. And you're going to say, wow, I went from less than $200 to close to 1000 every single month. Yeah. That's, that's so. It, it, and, and the charging stations. By the way, I, when I heard that guy say, oh, thank goodness, you know, for Biden putting up uh, 80000 100, whatever these charging, that's your money. You are paying to put up charging stations for that guy I met at my son's house. Yeah. Why? Elon Musk put them up so that he could get more people to buy Teslas. That's fair. That's okay. That's that's entrepreneurship at its finest. Yeah. I'm not saying I approve of all the electric cars, but I think it was important that we get them on the road and see what they're like and keep it down to a minimum. And some people... You know, they like it. It's expensive. People can afford it. You got to deal with the battery issue, but not have 60, 70 percent of all the cars on the road in America be electric by mandate of a government. If that's what an entrepreneur can do, if that private industry promotion and marketing could do, fine. Then Americans are buying what they want to buy with, without being pushed into it by the government. The government does things that business can't, or at least shouldn't be able to. Not only shouldn't they do it, don't get me wrong. They shouldn't be able to do it. They can't force you to buy stuff. They can advertise and tell you that, you know, Cheerios, Rice Krispies, you know, all that stuff is, is good. <laughs> Wheaties are great for the breakfast of champions. Yeah, they could, they could you know, kind of, if not lie. Well, I guess it is a lie, but it's it's marketing, okay? No, it's okay. It's forgivable. It's like okay, that's what they do. They're not lying, Mike. They're not telling you. Well, they are, but they're not okay. But it's okay. It's what they do. Should they not be allowed to do it? Who's gonna stop the government? Free speech, baby. Yeah, you're right. I know. You can't yell. You fire in a crowded movie theater when there's no fire. Oh, those are the arguments. Okay, I get. You put out the extreme example, yelling fire when there's no fire. Got it. So, Wheaties, the breakfast of champion, electric cars, going to save the world. Well, it's not. And if Elon Musk wants to say it, that's okay. When the president of the United States says it, it's not okay. The government is lying to you, and that should be illegal. I, I'm, I, that, to me, it's criminal. When the government does it, I think that guy should be eliminated. They're not eliminate, eliminated. What, what do they call it when they want to get rid of a president? Yeah, they did that a couple of times. They did it once to Clinton. Didn't work, did it? No. Did it twice to Trump. Didn't work, did it? <laughs> but they put him on trial. They put him on trial and exposed 
in Clinton's case, I, I don't know, is that pedophilia when you when you push uh, push somebody? I guess it was it wasn't the act of him sexually exploiting a 21 year old intern. Ooh, I mean, what's that guy's name who went to prison for violating the Me Too rules? No, yeah, <laughs> he didn't get expelled from the presidency, did he? No, well, neither did Clinton. And I, I guess they got him for lying under oath. Nothing to do with the the act. I, re, I remember when um, Geraldo Rivera said, oh, it's just sex. It's just about sex. Yeah, well, it wasn't, but okay. It, it was about exploiting a 21-year-old intern. I think she was 21. kind of thought she was 20. Anyway, in and, and ways that are just that, distasteful at best. Anyway, so the other exposure was what they did to President Trump. Two years of Russia, 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 trying to pin on him something he w could not be found guilty of. Not guilty, period, the end. They paid Bob Mueller millions of dollars to hire 19 left-wing Democrat attorneys to get lies, not lies to the FBI's, Lies from the FBI. Yeah, what's worse? From the FBI. <laughs> they, they couldn't do it, but yet they try to expel him from the presidency. And then the second time, his phone call with the president of the Ukraine. We heard the phone call. There was nothing he did wrong. But they said that what he did, let me try to remember, had something to do with the fact that Biden was running for president and what the president did in his conversation with the president of the Ukraine cast aspersions. It had something to do with it, nothing to do with anything else. Everything, it was a perfect phone call from the president of our country to the president of their country, except it cast a political expression, and, and they didn't find him guilty of that either. Yeah, in the House, led by Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> that was totally and 100% fixed. <laughs> so, but it didn't pass the Senate, it didn't pass the smell test, it didn't pass the rail test, it didn't pass, period. <laughs> it's crazy when you think about it, it's kind of embarrassing. It's a, It really is. It's disgusting what they did to that man, but it did expose what they were trying to do. It also exposed that Trump, notwithstanding the fact that they put him through all this hell, was passing things and getting policies done that made this country, it kept us great. It was great for America. The economy was great. Our stature around the world. Whoa, don't mess with America. You didn't see prime minister or whether he's going Xi of China. You didn't see him pushing us around, making deals with, with the Russians. You didn't see Putin invade. You didn't see any of this. Why? Because they respected President Trump. Therefore, they respected America. That was it. The world respected America. We were energy independent. And so, yeah, it was great. So what did they have to... They, I, look, I don't want to get into a conspiracy thing. But how did this Wuhan Chinese virus get here? 
How was it developed? How did it get here? Go back to the Fauci thing. Yeah, that's a whole. That's 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 a whole other thing, man. It's a whole other thing. But what did it expose? It exposed that the Democrat Party would devolve to a level of just unprincipled and disgusting behavior to weaponize the government. And now you can see that they did it again. You think Alvin Bragg, the attorney general of New York State, New York City, sorry, the the whatever he's called, of New York City, yeah. You, you think that he just independently alone without the help of all the other little Democrats out there would indict a former president of the United States on something that <laughs> that was not just flimsy, that was already thrown out by the last district attorney, by the by, by everybody that had no credibility that where 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 the president Trump actually sued the accuser and won the civil lawsuit that she owes him $300,000 and now <laughs> oh my god the thought how they do that they didn't care it it was beyond the the term of you know you had 2 years in which to bring charges and he brought him seven years later, not two years later. I mean, this is what Alvin Bragg did with the help of, let's hear the drum roll, the FBI, the Department of Justice, Department of Injustice. I, I mean, th this is what he did. And we see what they did from the minute Trump walked down that escalator with his wife Melania, from that moment till this minute, they are persecuting this man. And even as he sat as this great president for four years, look at his policies. Look at what he did. You don't like his tweets? Well, hell with your tweets. He did an amazing job for the world. He brought peace to the Middle East. Yes, he brought peace. They called the Abraham Accords. Nobody could ever have... Would have, would have ever thought that could be done. But he did it. And in spite of being persecuted every step of the way by some of the biggest and most respected names and organizations within the American government, including and especially the FBI. And we don't even know who else. And yet he stood up to all of it and he still is. But they're still going to try to get him. And, and we're going to sit back as American people and just look at that. It's exposed. It's on TV. We're living in a fishbowl. We could see it all. And and yet, we're just standing there watching it. I mean, even the people of Tennessee, when their little heroes were expelled from, from you know, their state positions, put, voted them back in almost immediately, within days. I mean, they, should they have been expelled? I think so. But there's a lot of people in those local areas that didn't, but they reacted. What are we doing? What are we doing when we see what's going on with Trump? What are we doing? How are we reacting? How are we reacting to becoming oil dependent on Saudi Arabia and Venezuela? How are we reacting? We should be rebelling. We should be going crazy. I don't mean rebelling in a 
in a, in a physical way. I mean, we should be as a nation just outraged what's going on, outraged. And and we should be demonstrating that outrage. I, I guess we will. We're going to get to the to the voting booths. We'll be there before long. I know it. And there are things going on that should give you hope. If you if you if you're a frustrated Republican, I'm, I'm frustrated as a as a person that votes for Republicans. And we get results. Look, we have things right now going on in Congress in the House of Representatives that is a hundred thousand percent better than we had before the Republicans controlled it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is what I want. No, no. I, I want them to expel Biden. That's that's what they should be doing. Impeach that stupid son of a bitch. Yeah, I said he's stupid. Yes, I've also said on many occasions, hey, let's not call him senile and blah, 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 because he's doing a job. Yeah, he's doing a job. Because he's stupid enough to be able to be totally led like a little Pinocchio puppet. And, and, and that's dumb, but... Is he stupid, stupid? I guess he's smart enough to be led by those puppets so he keeps his job in the White House and even runs for re-election. It's hard to believe, right? It's hard to believe. But don't call him feeble. He's, he's, he's standing you know, <laughs> He doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't know which way to turn. He shakes, he shakes the hand of the air. <laughs> they play the air guitar. He plays the air hands. <laughs> It's totally nuts, but that's what he does. <laughs> but he's smart enough to say, okay, what, what do you want me to say? All electric vehicles coming up, and we'll pay for the charging station. <laughs> it's nuts. This the American government only makes their money from you and me, paying our taxes. That's where they make their money. They're not going to make their money charged with charging stations. Why are they in that business? I mean, I go to these charging stations because I have a car that needs charging. I drive it, you know, 200 miles, I got to get it charged. I can go 300 miles, but I don't want to, you know, drive around with less than 100 miles to go. What's going to take me 50 just to find the charging station? Then, by the way, when you get to the charging station, half of them don't work. Well, more of them work now than used to work. But there's still many of them that just don't work. You always see somebody in front of you. And sometimes that somebody in front of you is there fumbling around for 5 or 10 or 15 minutes trying to figure out how to get it to work. Sometimes they get it to work and sometimes it won't work <laughs> as you go for another charging station. Now, while you're looking at, you know, four, five or six charging stations for all cars, there's 20 or 30 just for Teslas. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, Elon Musk did a great job, not only of, you know, building a car, but making sure... There are charging stations all over the place just for Teslas. So the other car vehicles, you know, they, and there's tons of makes. I'm so surprised. I pull up with my Ford Marquee, and I pull up to a charging station, and I see four, five, six different brands. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, you know, by the way, does my car drive well? It drives great. It's one of the best driving cars ever. Fast, smooth, does everything you want. It does it so well. Yeah, it's, it's all great. I'm not complaining. Do I know how to work the, um, you know, the big screen in front? <laughs> no, that's on me. <laughs> they, they do a great job. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a total. It's it's embarrassing sometimes how stupid I am about this stuff. But 
be it as it is, that's a fact. That's the truth. So I'll, I'll, I have to live with it until I get unlazy and decide to figure out how to do it. Well, that's just the way it is. So getting back on point, here we are at the charging station. I pull a fast charge and they got an ultra fast charge or some of the hyper, that's it, hypercharger. And when I get on it, 75, 80 minutes later, an hour, 20, 30 minutes, I go from an 80-mile capacity, that's how many miles I have left, to a 280-mile capacity in about an hour and a half. Cost me about 30-something bucks, right, to go almost 200 miles, 30 bucks. So... If I got 20 miles to a gallon of gas, that would be three bucks a gallon. That's what it comes to. If I had 30 miles to a gallon of gas, it cost me a little less. It still costs. It ain't free. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's money. It's, does it cost as much as gas? Well, you know what? If you're not in California, you're not paying much over three bucks. Maybe it's a little less. So it's cost about the same. In California, you're saving a buck and a half because we're still paying pretty close to five bucks and some places more than five bucks a gallon. So, and that's cheap gas. That's the low test. Yeah, 87. So that's what's going on out there. And they're making, that's what's going on now where less than 5% of the cars are electric. I think it's close to two or 3%. But they're going to go to 60% of the cars are electric. And then... What's it going to cost you? And who's going to put up all those charging stations? Right now, by the way, I, I have a Ford. Ford doesn't make the charging station. Yes, Tesla makes their charging stations. It ain't cheap. It ain't free. Oh, don't, don't misunderstand something. You don't buy a Tesla and get free charging. You got to pay. Just like I got to pay. And Ford doesn't make the charging stations, whereas Tesla does. But there's independent charging companies so they're making money putting up charging stations. So, okay, if you're going to go with the charging, why don't you let these independent com- companies put up the charging stations? What, what is this guy Biden saying? Oh, we're going to have thousands of all these stuff. Why did that guy say, oh, thank God for Biden. We're going to have these charging stations all over the country. Biden didn't put up your charging station, fellow, whatever your name was, Brian. That was Tesla. And is is Biden going to put up the... I don't know how they're going to do it. Or give incentives or whatever to these other these other places. But, hey, it's the way it is. So, aside from all that, I just want you to know that there is hope for the, Demo- for the Republican Party. The Democrats spent over $250 million on ballot harvesting in the 2020 election. When they say steal, stole the election, rigged the election, this is, you know, this is part of their effort. Ballot harvesting is legal. You don't like it, it's immoral, it's on principle. I get it, but it is legal. And it's, as long as it's legal, it's going to give them a huge edge. So here we are saying, well, what's the Republicans going to do? I'll tell you what they're doing. They're rethinking the GOP. Rethinking the GOP, that's exactly what they're doing. And go to... Rethink GOP. Look it up on your Google. Rethink GOP. And what the GOP is doing is setting up a huge 
huge. <laughs> I love it. Ballot harvesting organization. And they're doing it right. They're doing it well. Yep. Yeah, I don't like it. You don't like it. But we're not going to win the next election if, if we can't overcome what they're doing to rig the elections. We got, we got, to, we got to fight this fight. You know, if you got a football team and, and you got 11 members on the field and they have 12 and it's legal for them to have 12, and uh, you're going to sit there and say, uh, you know what? Football's, you're only supposed to have 11 guys on the field. That's what we're going to put on the field. I don't care if they say it's 12. And, and the NFL says it's okay. Well, you got to win your game. Give you guys a chance. By the way, people are going to get hurt. You got 11 guys on the field. Football's dangerous enough. You get hurt. You get beat. You get, you get hit so hard. You get, I mean, imagine with 11 people playing against 12. Well, when you start using all the little gimmicks and, and, and all of that, that, that the Democrats are using, it's not like, 12 guys on the field against you, you're 11, because I'm going to stay with the way this was. <laughs> it's like 14 or 15. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what you're up against. You can have 11 of the best players. You can have, you know, Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath, Tom Brady, all your quarterbacks, they pick the best in the world. And you're playing against even 12 Never mind 13 or 14 opponents. <laughs> Forget about it. You don't stand a freaking chance. So I don't care who you put up for president, vice president, whoever you have in your, you know, it doesn't matter. If, if you're going to allow them to keep rigging and not doing anything about it, to keep on stealing, okay, you know, it's without stealing. So they got an advantage. So they're doing that. I'm not going to become immoral because they're immoral. Okay. You keep playing with 11 guys on the field when they're playing with 12 or 13. And see what you're doing to your team. You're not just, it's not just the end of the, the end of the, the, you know, the game score. It's how many people get hurt and how hurt they get. Think about it. Well, that's what's going on. And the GOP is rethinking what they've been doing. Rethink GOP. Check it out. They are building a and, and by the way, yep, let's hope it's a one-time thing, because I think, and I've talked to people who are in the middle of this, I think once the Gem Democrats find out that we can out-ballot harvest them, I think they're going <laughs> to they're gonna be the first ones to, to say we got to make ballot harvesting illegal, and maybe with all these other things. Are you going to get a signature for every vote? Are you going to get, you know... I mean, like you go on an airplane, you got to show your valid ID, picture ID. You got to, yeah, but not not when you vote. Are you going to get that? I sure hope so. I'd go to paper ballots. I'd do everything to make voting sacrosanct and 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 legal. But they're not doing it. So while they're not doing it, we've got to at least step up and do ballot harvesting. You get the most ballots, the most votes, at however you do it. We've got to do it, and the, and the Republicans are finally stepping up and doing what needs to be done. So check it out. Look for it. Look, I got a lot of stuff that I wanted to get to today. Rolling to Remember, which is Rolling Thunder. Rolling Thunder 2.0.
Rolling to Remember in Washington, D.C. is coming up this Memorial Day. Check it out. Uh, the word I get, we're going to be back at the Pentagon parking lot because the, 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 the way it looks, we're going to have, we're going to be back up in the hundreds of thousands numbers. That's where we're going to be. That's where we're going. We're, we're back. We are back. And, and that's a, a great, wonderful thing for the AMFETs. Thank God for the AMFETs. I just so appreciate and love what they've done to, br to bring it back, to bring us back, to bring America back. Okay, we're going to talk about presidential politics next time. We, we got so many people. Look at, look at how many people we have running for president, okay? I mean, okay, Trump, Trump's announced. Nikki Haley's announced. But we have, and, and oh, by Vivek Ramas, Ramaswamy. These impressive people, okay? Mike Pompeo's probably coming down the road. Mike Pence is announced. Governor Christine Nome. She, I don't know, is she going to be there? Tim Scott is putting together an exploratory thing. And I don't know if Tulsi Gabbard's going to run for president as an independent, a Republican. But I know she's not going to run as a Democrat ever again. So you know what? We're, we're, we're on the edge of this. Oh, you, you're Ron DeSantis. Is he going to announce? I don't know. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the importance of, of getting ready for this election and who we should elect. I'm not going to make any secret of how I feel. I haven't. I've talked about it before. The Trump DeSantis ticket is the only ticket I believe can really make America great again. And that doesn't take away from any of these other people. We're going to talk about it. But we're not going to talk about it today. But I'm going to talk about things like toxic masculinity, the draft, okay, the the commercials, <laughs> the Kid Rock commercial, and then Kid Rock versus Howard Stern. I saw that. Whoa, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, we got to talk about tranny issues, and you know, there's, there's so much out there. But those are colorful things in some ways that are, don't get me wrong. I'm not making light of them. Eh, I shouldn't make light. Light? Like in Bud Light? <laughs> I'm not going to make fun of Chris Rock's aim either with that machine gun. Boom, 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 boom. That was awesome commercial. So uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm making a commercial for Rolling with New York Mike. Rolling to remember in just a little over a month. We're getting close. Another Memorial Day. We have a lot of military issues to talk about, a lot of things to talk about, and we're going to talk about them. On Rolling to Remember, thanks for listening. Thanks for being there. Thank you for subscribing, and we'll see you down the road. Thanks for listening to Rolling with New York Mike. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to keep this podcast rolling.